everyone. Welcome back to the Glass Seeds Podcast. This is our show where two hockey aficionados discuss their perspectives on headlines surrounding the NHL, including recent stories, game highlights, league culture, and other topics trending amongst the fans. This is Vidi. And my name is Bernal. And this week, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. It's been a minute. Happy New Year. Yeah. 2024. How's your New Year been? It's been all right. Yeah. It's been all right. I hope you all enjoyed our recorded episodes discussing every single team in the NHL. Yeah. But... It's been two weeks of the new year. I feel like so much has happened already. A lot has happened already. Did you catch the uh, Winter Classic game? Oh, Vegas, yeah. Seattle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parts of it. I thought it was actually pretty good. I you mean, know, I'm, I love watching Vegas lose, so I can't yeah. really, you know. <laughs> that that part of the fan in you is coming yeah, out? Yeah, but it was, no, I thought it was cool. A lot of people were like mad about it being like two not historic teams, but I think it's good for the game. Yeah, yeah. I actually lived for Seattle in Seattle for two years, as mm-hmm. you know, and seeing that city gets so riled up over the sports team was super cool. Yeah. You know, when I was living there, they didn't have the hockey, the Kraken weren't there yet. Yeah. So the there, team, was, there was rumors though about a team coming, right? Yes. They knew the team was going to come, yeah. but, um, because of the pandemic and everything, it didn't happen while I was living there. Yeah. So, um, the team I used to get riled up for like Sounders games yeah. and like the baseball team, mm-hmm. um, the Mariners, the Mariners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Seahawks were iffy when I was there. Yeah. But, Still are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but seeing that joy in hockey and such a big event, like the winter classic. And that's a seeing a venue that I've been to T-Mobile arena. Yeah. It was super cool. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. So props to the NHL for getting a team that's not Chicago or Boston in the winter <laughs> classic God. or Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. All right. So what are we going to talk about? We just said that a lot has been happened. Mm -hmm. So this episode, we're going to be focusing a little bit on Canada. Mm -hmm. And because a lot has happened in Toronto, a lot's been happening in Winnipeg. And uh, to end out this episode, we got a few goalie stories to get to. Yeah. Well, so starting in the center of the hockey world, Toronto. Yep. The big news is William Nylander's contract signing. Yeah. But before we get there, we have to talk Toronto goaltending. Yeah. It's been uh, interesting, to say the least. So they're going into the season. Mm-hmm. They thought their starter was going to be Ilya Samsonov. Yeah. Who had a great season last season. Um, Toronto finally gets out of the first round, mm-hmm. loses in the second. But progress, right? Yeah. Progress. <laughs> very, very slow progress. Yeah. yeah. This season, Samsonov has just not been good. No. He was placed on waivers on January 1st to be sent down to the AHL. Yeah. Replaced by Dennis Hildeby, who was called up. Mm. Um, he was down in the AHL for about 10 days. Yeah, and that's th- another thing. Nobody took him. He, he passed yeah, through waivers. he cleared yeah. waivers. So yeah. that means no team in the NHL wanted him. Yeah. And I don't know if you follow this, but there are some theories that, not even theories, like uh, the Steve Dangle podcast has confirmed this, and so that sometimes GMs will claim waiver players from Toronto just to mess with Toronto. Actually? Yeah, because wow. it's Toronto. Wow, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's interesting. Why why Toronto? Why because not? Because all Toronto's the center of the hockey world. And right, a lot of these people have come from Toronto, right? So they're sure. more competitive against the Leafs. Oh. Plus, so it's just a petty thing. Yeah. And Got I think it. also okay. while Dubis was there, a lot of people were like, Who is this young gun? You mm. know? Mm. So it's hazing in yeah. a weird way. And okay. because Toronto's so cap strapped, they can't do anything about it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. despite all that, Samsonov clears waivers. Yeah. Gets to the AHL. Um, spends 10 days there, comes back to the NHL. Mm-hmm. His stats for in the NHL this year, 15 games played, five wins, 3.94 goals against average and 0.862 save percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, Not great. Those might be out of date by the time you're listening to this, but at the time of recording, that's what I have. Uh, the sad part for him is the man he has lost his job to. 
It's Martin Jones, <laughs> the one and only. <laughs> yeah, um, very interesting. I so I actually have been as soon as I heard about this, I, w- I started paying attention to more Toronto games. And given that you know we're on the West Coast, we can't watch those games as easily. Um, you know, mm-hmm. restrictions, blackouts, whatever, um, and time zone change. I mean, you don't it, have to watch the whole game. Just look at the highlights. Yeah, I've been watching the highlights, and from what I've seen, it's he's either been absolutely stellar or he's been letting in beach ball goals and. Sounds like Martin. It sounds Jones. like Martin Jones, right? Yeah. yeah. But at this point, it's it's an improvement um, over over their situation with Samsonov, which leads me to like ask: Are they screwed? <laughs> if they they this is not sustainable for a deep playoff run. I mean, they're waiting for Joseph Wall to come back from injury, right? Okay. Wall was a starter before he got injured, and then they had to use Samsonov. Yes, and he wasn't good. Yeah. And now Martin Jones is hot and running with it. Yeah. Also, Martin Jones has a nine two eight save percentage. Yeah. What the hell? What, what, last time he was this good was like, what, 2017? Like 16, 18? maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a minute. Didn't we just have this whole conversation with Aiden Hill and leaving the Sharks? Just turning just, into God himself. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as the San Jose jersey comes off, the, the player becomes good, yeah. unless you're Eric Carlson. But, I am, um, I'm mentally preparing for the Sharks to trade Kapo Kakinen for him to suddenly become the best goalie in the yeah, league. Yeah, to become uh, Tim Thomas. Again. Yeah, and for it, Mackenzie Blackwood to turn into a pumpkin. Yeah. That's what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. He anyway. wasn't even good in, uh, or he wasn't great in Minnesota and came to San Jose, still wasn't great. But as yeah. soon as he leaves, watch him become a star. So, I know. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Anyway. My trauma aside, yeah, <laughs> um, Toronto might be in the market for at least a backup goalie, right? Yeah, like, do you need three goalies? I guess that's the question. Mm-hmm. Let's say Samsonov doesn't recover, and I think their best scenario is that Samsonov recovers and yeah. is playable come playoff time. Yeah, if he doesn't, then you're looking at a tandem of Joseph Wall, who's a rookie, and mm-hmm. Martin Jones. Yeah, not bad for the playoffs. Are you so like you think they're going to just cycle through them? There's not going to be a starter. I, I would assume Wall gets back to starter position, okay. or at least a chance to win it back. Mm. And let's be honest, we're all waiting for the other shoe to drop on Martin Jones, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not going to go on forever. No, no, it's not. Because this is what Martin Jones does best. He gets really hot. He builds some confidence in, you know, within the team, within the locker room, whatever. And then he blows it. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. he blows it. And like, this is why he also was bought out in San Jose. That's why his tenure in Philly didn't last very long. And in Seattle didn't last very long. And that's why he was brought in as a as a backup at, for Toronto. So, and I think we also need to speak about how well the Maple Leafs defense has been playing. Mm-hmm. Like the saves Jones is expected to make aren't insane. Yeah, you know, so they're doing a good job limiting high danger chances. Yeah, and honestly, I might have to do with the fact that Klingberg is injured and out of the lineup. Mm. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad signing. Yeah, that's not looking good. And honestly, I. Remember when Klingberg was about to get a monster contract from the Stars, I think it yeah. was? So the Stars yeah. wanted to extend him for like seven, and he said, no, I want eight. Yeah. And then he was out, and now he's just tanked his value. Yeah, and Dallas is doing fine without him. Great without him. Yeah. So should have signed that deal in Should have signed, yeah. <laughs> That's called fumbling the bag. But, mm-hmm. you know, Klingberg side, yeah, it's not... Their, Toronto's defense is not looking like... It, it, it's fine, but it's not playoff... It's not deep playoff run worthy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like the way Toronto looking right now, I'm still expecting what a round two exit at most. At most, yeah. Like, unless Jones gets like Stonewall hot yeah. or Matthews literally drags his team. Yeah. Which he could. He could, yeah. Yeah. He, he very well could. But, um, I don't know. How many, how many years in a row have we be, 
if we talked about Toronto scoring nine goals a game and trying to make it that way and they don't do it. It's just not, it's not sustainable. It's just yeah, not because like, come playoffs that people start hitting yeah. and it gets rough. And honestly, this year's Toronto team is tougher than previous. Yes. yes. But with Toronto, it's always, I'll believe it when I see it at this point. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's, there's, there's a very clear hole in their roster and it is defense slash goaltending. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I don't really know how long you can ignore the problem and expect the same result or expect a good result at least. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I think Toronto's in trouble still. Trouble, trouble. Yeah. Did uh the William Nylander contract help that trouble? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely. Should we talk about that? I, I really I seriously, seriously did not think he was getting resigned. I was like convinced at he all. was walking. Okay. Did, I mean I, with what cap space? I I might have expected him to stay, uh-huh. but not at this fucking number. No, I, I, I expect if he stayed, this contract makes sense. 11. Okay. The contract, if you haven't heard yeah. eight years, 11.5 million starting from next year. Yeah. Insane. Insane. Yeah. Insane. But that's what Matthews makes right now before his raise. Yes. But that's what I'm saying. Matthews is getting a raise. Nylander has been pulling his weight. Why wouldn't he get a raise? Well, yeah, raise sure, but he was making six nine, so I was expecting him to come in around like ten, maybe. I think he got lowballed in that first deal. I remember a lot of Toronto fans also being mad that he was like kind of holding out and getting his agent was like negotiating a deal or whatever, um, which ended up being a really team friendly deal. Yeah, um, this by no means is a team friendly deal, but I feel like he kind of got lowballed at first. Mm-hmm. To be completely honest, I, I really think the whole Toronto core success, uh, whatever the core four you want to call is. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nylander played a huge role in it, honestly. And I feel like he was getting a little bit underpaid compared to the Marner and Matthews and even Tavares contract. So, well, with the exception of this season, he was the fourth best out of those four, right? Sure. But this season he's turned on the jets. Well, it was a contract here. <laughs> yeah. A lot of players do this, but then, you know, this is like what GMs do all the time, though. You can't pay for potential. Pay for the one year that they're good, right? This freaking Johnny Gaudreau made a career off of doing this. Yes, but <laughs> hey, he made a career. That this is how, that's how the how the rules work, I guess. Yeah. Or in, in the in the GM's mind, that's how the rules work. I mean, so I'm not saying William Nylander shouldn't get his money. Like, yeah. get your money. But like, haven't we seen this movie before? Yeah, what I'm seeing feeling like yeah, yeah. Half this half the team salary cap is going to four forwards. And yeah, I, I yeah. almost think Tavares is like the least worth it right now. Yeah. Probably just because of age. Yeah. Cause but, of age and just overall production. And I mean, I guess he, he's got the C on his chest. That's why he's getting his 11 mil. I think it is, mm-hmm. but yeah, but let's, okay. So let's look at this a little more in depth. I just pulled up their cap friendly here. Mm-hmm. So you have all four of them signed for this year and for next year. Uh, next year, Matthews goes up to 13.25 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Nylander goes up to 11.5 million. Uh, Marner is at 10.9 for next year mm. and this year. And Tavares is at 11. Both those players need new contracts come 2025. Mm. So if you are committing to keeping both of them, mm-hmm. Marner is obviously going to get a raise. Yes. So he's at 10.9. Uh, Matthews is at 13.25. So he's going to be somewhere under that. Yeah. And probably above Willie, right? Probably, I'm guessing 13.1, 13, 13, somewhere around that range. Yeah. 12.5 lowest. Lowest, yeah. You know, somewhere around there. That leaves Tavares, who's at 11 right now, would have to take less, which is what the... I, that makes sense, though. He's 33. Yeah. <laughs> like, it seems, seems plausible, yeah, right? Yeah. 
The question is, do you keep all four? Do you, do you let one of Marner or Tavares go? I feel like you should trade to Tavares. Honestly. That's your captain. Yeah. Hey. Captains have been traded before. Because I'm pretty sure he's also one of the older guys on the roster. Yes. Um, so Tavares is 33. Matthews and Marner are 26. Mm-hmm. Nylander's 27. Yeah. Okay. So the oldest guy is actually Mark Giordano. Oh, um, yeah. But, Mark Giordano is the oldest player in the NHL. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Um, yeah. But it, I feel like just in terms of, yeah, it sucks. It's a business and you don't want to let him go. But you, one, you have no cap space. Two, you got to think about the future. Mm-hmm. I, and, and you'd rather let Tavares go than Marner. I mean, wasn't there wasn't there a debate at the time um, who was going to wear a C between Austin Matthews and John Tavares? And then mm-hmm. that whole Arizona incident with the security guard yeah, w- yeah. came out with Matthews and then the C went to Tavares? Yeah. He's not the same kid from whenever that whole debate was. Yeah. Let Tavares go or trade him and let him go and put the C on Matthews or Marner or Nylander or shit. You can even put on Morgan Riley. I'd argue Marner's more replaceable. Than Tavares? Why? Because he's a winger. Sure. But like if you that... trade Tavares, your center depth after Austin Matthews is who? Max Domi? I mean, yeah, he's he's only here for one year. Or in Toronto for one year, right? So Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You don't have a second line center if you trade Tavares. <sighs> Isn't there gonna be more I mean, I guess free agency will tell. Um, but mm-hmm. there's gotta be younger um centers available at that rate at 11 million dollars yeah or you keep Tavares at maybe let's say he goes down to 10 you trade marner and you get a downgrade on winger but mm-hmm. then you can upgrade things like defense, defense. and Coley. see that would make sense but i think they're so committed to these four or yeah these four that it just they almost don't want to do it because of the backlash from the fans, mm-hmm. even though I think that's the right thing to do. I, I think and that's the right thing to do. That, to was, trade one of that them. was the key I wanted to get to. Backlash from the fans. Mm-hmm. If you are a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, let's say the average Toronto Maple Leafs fan, mm-hmm. you really like at least one of these four players, maybe even two or three of them. Yeah. Right? Which means if you move on from any of them, mm-hmm. you're going to face backlash from your fans. Of course. Which means in two years, no matter what you do, your fans are not going to be happy with you with the exception of a Stanley cup of a Stanley cup. Yeah. The Vegas treatment. Mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> yeah, the fan favorite in Vegas, Mark Andre Fleury was shipped out on an elevator and everybody was super mad. And, and then, then the they Stanley a cup. cup came and nobody even remembers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So this is what I'm saying. Toronto has to win now. Yeah. Now, now. Yeah. They, they, they don't have, more than two years under the belt. They, yeah, they really have to win. Or um, you're committing to keeping these four and just running this back over and over again and hoping you win eventually. Yeah, insanity, basically. Yeah, yeah. it's just not going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I personally, I understand where you're coming from, trading uh, the winger and Marner, um, mm-hmm. but the agent Tavares, and you could also find a setter, another center for cheaper value, I think. Mm-hmm. And truly, I think part of the reason these contracts are so outrageous is it's expensive to live in Canada, especially Toronto. Yeah. Um, and that's why they, that's why, you know, Kucherov is getting paid nine, five, which is probably more than <laughs> yeah. whatever Matthews is making. Here. I mean, let's not so. talk about the tax discrepancy. That's yeah. why, you know, Dallas and Tampa are able to get away with highway robbery. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think the smart logical thing to do is if you want to, uh, win a Stanley cup, you got to part ways with one of them, pick which one mm-hmm. you want. 
but you got to part ways with one of them. Complicating this, they made my the mistake that bothers me the most. What? They gave them all no movement clauses. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what did you expect? If they're trying to avoid backlash from fans, like, you know. Make it a no, like three-team trade list. Yeah. Some out. You yeah. need to leave yourself some out. Yeah. Like the William Nylander full no movement clause. Yeah. For eight years. Yeah. Like, even if you, you were paying him 11-5, even if you have to pay him 12 yeah. to agree to a three-team trade list, I think that's a better contract. I agree. Yeah. Because at least you can get a three three team trade in and kind of yeah you take can on get some, cap and, some sort of you have some opening yeah you know yeah something yeah I mean they could always waive it right like the player can waive it yeah but that's the idea right you have to wait for the player to agree yeah yeah so they in that sense yeah they kind of yeah. shot themselves why in do you the think foot? Vegas was able to ship out Flurry yeah because they don't give people no movement clauses yeah yeah and I I that you can say that speaks to the loyalty of these players or their faith in these players um i just don't realistically see it happening their their defense is not good enough martin jones can't carry this franchise forever he's not young by any means mm-hmm. i don't know well let's see if toronto doesn't win this year or next year it's going to be big changes you may have to blow it up which we've been saying for a while but th- it actually for real may have to happen this time it's so. a perfect time for matthews to come to san jose <clears throat> With that contract? Oh, I guess we have the space, actually. We'd have the space by we then. That's what I'm space. saying. In two years. True, true. We'd be ready. Yeah, he was born in San Ramon, so. Shall we uh, move on to the middle of Canada? Yeah. Winnipeg Jets are a monster. Yeah, remember when we said uh, they were going to be tested with this Kyle Connor injury? Yeah. And they somehow got better, went to the top of the league. And he's back. And he's back. <laughs> Insane. In- <laughs> like, I am grateful that he is back. Of he's course. a great fucking player. Of course, yeah, yeah. I am thankful that he is back. Yeah. But he was quoted a six to eight week timetable return. Mm -hmm. He's back in five and he's already scoring. Yeah. That is insane. The thing that scares me the most about this um, Winnipeg team is there's a lot of parallels between them right now and the Colorado Avalanche. Mm -hmm. Remember when everyone was like, saying they were or Joe Sackick was crazy for waiting so long on this Duchesne trade. Yeah. They traded him and a good team just became an or not even a good team they were were bad they were they were bad but they were like kind of close there's especially when you have this like locker room cancer that duchene was being labeled as Mm -hmm. you could argue that was the pld uh for winnipeg he gets traded all of a sudden um you got you know hellebuck signing a contract a long contract you got shifley signing a huge contract everyone's all of a sudden buying in and everything's falling into place and gave what happened in colorado yeah and gave velarde and alex i follow the two pieces they got from the kings huge they look so good yeah and that also happened from the duchene trade i mean if any of those like if even half that trade panned out it was like it was great so that's what's happening here in winnipeg so what you're predicting for winnipeg then is a second round exit this year and then winning the next year I mean, they look significantly better, yes. So I think they need to get some playoff experience because they didn't. They have playoff experience. Most of this team is the, you know, the late 2010s. The Jets were a force. Yes, but like they didn't. I'm talking about recently. They they were eliminated twice by Vegas, I think. And Mm -hmm. then one other time by some other central team. I can't remember right now, but they don't have deep playoff experience. I think once they get a little bit taste of that, then they'll go all the way to the cup. They made a Western Conference final in what, 19? 18, I think 18? it was against, yeah. and then Ve- Vegas like just killed them. Yeah. Like swept them, I think. Or yeah. it was five that games, was I can't year, remember. That was the year Vegas just went on the Cinderella run, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But still, I, 
I think, and this is also a much different team. There's no Dustin Bufflin or whatever, so no, no Patrick Liner. Yeah, Blake Wheeler. So I no, I think this is a very different identity Winnipeg team, but I think it's a stronger team. Once they get that deep playoff chemistry, I think <laughs> the league should be scared. I think this is the next Colorado Avalanche in the making. Wow, that's so, big praise. Yeah, uh, crazy stat for the Jets. They have now gone 33 consecutive games, only allowing three or fewer goals. Insanity, insane. There is a world where the Western Conference Final is Vancouver versus Winnipeg. I would love to see it. I would love to see Canada win. I, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know why it's Gary Batman's fault, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> just fan the flames of that <laughs> rumor. Yeah, yeah but, um, <laughs> but no, I would love to see Canada. I would love to see two ca- Canadian teams in the finals, honestly. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, Winnipeg's a, a force to be reckoned with. Winnipeg-Toronto final? Sure. I'm in. I'm all in for sure. What burns the country down more? Winnipeg, Toronto or Vancouver, Toronto? Vancouver, because they have a track record. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I just, they've proved they can do it <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, Winnipeg is, is scary. And I, I predict they're going to be the next Colorado Avalanche. Okay. Big words, big words. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, moving on to some goalie talk. Sure. Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah is now the second winningest goalie of all time. Huge. Huge. I mean, he won't beat Berdur. <laughs> He's too far away, but yeah, ab- uh, yeah, huge congratulations to him. Just for uh, the quick stats for the, you non-stat nerds out there, uh, Martin Brudeau, 691 wins in 1,266 games. Mm-hmm. Marc-Andre Fleury, 552 wins in 1,007 games. And third is Patrick Waugh with 551 wins in 1,029 games. I, I didn't realize he beat uh, Patrick Waugh um, by a couple games. Not even, not, not even 50 games, yeah. Like, like less games played, yeah, you tw- mean? Yeah, less games played, 22 games, yeah. Yeah, he has less games played than number three, who's Waugh, and number four, who's Luongo. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. That's crazy, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, so before we started recording this, you were saying something about Flurry. Yeah. Being you, labeled as a, a, a team success. Yeah. Do you believe Marc-Andre Fleury is a Hall of Fame goaltender? Yes. Hell there, yeah. There are some people who adamantly believe no. <laughs> like who? The people who are lonely on Reddit? I Maybe. But I see it a lot from particularly, of course, this is antidotal and all online. So yeah. who knows? Might just be trolls. Yeah. But particularly Pittsburgh fans. They, they're saying they're not. He's not. not because between the 2009 Cup and the 17, uh, 16, 17 Cups, mm-hmm. there were some lean years for Flurry. Sure. As I mean, didn't we say a couple of podcasts ago that it's very rare for a goalie to just be this good for this long? Like it's very rare. There's a there's a franchise goalie, right? Like yes. teams are usually just swapping goalies in and out, and something works, right? Mm-hmm. It's very rare you have a Carey Price or Dominic Hasek or or Martin Brodeur or you know Tim Thomas or Vasilevsky. Yeah. Vasilevsky, yeah. Flurry is still playing, and he's close to forty, if not forty, at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And and he and he just moved to second all time. I don't know how th- this seems like a slam dunk Hall of Fame, in my opinion. And he's got three cups to his name. Well, then the argument for the cups is that two of them are more Matt Murray's cups than his. Which I I hate that argument. I hate that argument. Yeah, let's, I really do. Let's be real. In 2016, Matt Murray played through the playoffs, but who got them there? Flurry. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like and, it just doesn't happen that way. And 2017, Flurry played the first two rounds. Yes. Like so. Yes. Yeah. I I really hate that argument. It, it and are we just going to ignore the fact that Detroit almost um, made that game six into game seven? If it wasn't for that diving save from Flurry. Yeah. I mean, that's what got him famous, We're just going right? to pretend that didn't happen? Mm-hmm. I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge Penguins fan myself, but give, give credit where it's due. 
Like I, this is definitely a Hall of Fame goaltender. I can't believe it's even being debated, honestly. And if it wasn't for the animal that was Carey, Pete Carey Price, yeah, Flurry would have been Team Canada's goalie. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And you know, Carey Price is borderline untouchable. That that man is like crazy. How good, how good he was. I, if you haven't seen Pete Carey Price, go turn this podcast off. Go watch some of those highlights. Yeah, and uh, yeah, go go bask in that glory because that that was an insane run. But yeah, I, I think this is a slam dunk for sure. Mm-hmm. I think I don't now see that he's gotten second place, I I can't see. How it. do you? Yeah, how do you argue? Second place, it? over a thousand games played. Like you have to, you it. have to. Yeah, yeah, and he has three cups. He has three cups. Like some people just some goalies don't have any. Uh-huh. I don't think Roberto, Roberto Luongo has any. He does not. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Berdur and Wah have a bunch. Yeah, but yeah. Stats wise and and just in general wise, mm-hmm. I I don't know how you can argue against. Let's it. be real. We all love Flurry just for personality. Yeah, yeah. Flurry pranks are some of the joy I find in <laughs> hockey. We're going to miss him once he's gone. Oh, yeah. Then, then all you Reddit trolls who are talking bad about him. <laughs> no, one else, no one else can mess with Crosby's equipment and live. Yeah. <laughs> he's way too superstitious about yeah, anything. Yeah, but so. Flurry will do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One more goalie. One more goalie to talk about. Mr. Elvis Merzlikens. Yeah. The Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. This was kind of weird. It is a little weird, yeah. So uh, on the 12th of January... Um, he stated, I did not request, or not he, it was stated by the team and some of the insiders that yeah. follow the team that he did not request a trade, yeah. but that Columbus uh, would has agreed to find a new scenario for him. Yeah, whatever Which that is, means. Whatever that means, right? And it wasn't until a few days ago that he clarified, no, I, I did request a trade. Mm-hmm. So to his, the media, he, he clarified this? I think it was in a post-game interview. So now that Merzlikens is looking for a trade, mm-hmm. Does that make him the hottest goalie come trade deadline? I, I mean, I think so. His cap hit is pretty significant. Um, I think it's a little over five mil. Um, so it's hard to like justify for teams such as, I guess Edmonton doesn't really need a goal anymore. Um, but I mean, Toronto, Edmonton again. Let's see how long this lasts. Yeah, right? sure, sure, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, for for teams like Toronto that are cap strapped, it's it's hard to justify that. But I mean, someone will bite at the deadline. Someone has to bite at the deadline. I would be surprised if he's still a blue jacket, uh, you know, come, come March. So, so this is the thing. His cap hit is 5.4. Yeah. Like you said, he has a 0.906 save percentage, mm-hmm. which is about league average. Yeah. Um, but his quote was also that I am not a backup goaltender. Mm-hmm. So he wants a starting job. Sure. But I okay. don't think any team that's going to be buying a goalie is looking for a starter necessarily right like the ones that could have were edmonton yeah who is somehow sorted out their situation for yeah. now yeah um toronto maybe they would want money. some yeah they don't have the money yeah um who else yeah i mean so are you saying that a team that needs him is buying before the trade deadline yeah a team I'm looking for a team that is expecting to make the playoffs and needs a starting goal, Teddy. Not a backup, mm-hmm. a starter. Okay. All the teams that need goalies need backups. Yeah. Or like at least a 1A, 1B type. So you know? is this just his own ego speaking or is it more of a cap head thing? I think it's an ego thing. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. 906 save percentage. No, no, no. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a stacked goalie tandem if he is a backup. But yeah. Uh, you know what I could see? I could see this uh, becoming a... If a 
if any playoff team suddenly has a goalie hurt right before the deadline, mm-hmm. that's when they pick him up. Yeah. Yeah. That's I how I see right. it happening. Yeah, because he's right now he's playing behind um Tarasov and Spencer Martin. Mm-hmm. So he's not happy with that. Yeah. Maybe he, uh Philly is yeah, option? Yeah, I mean Philly's unex they're supposed to be rebuilding, but unexpectedly but unexpectedly good. This year. good and yeah. Carter Hart has known to be streaky. Yeah. I I don't know. I you can't really label him as a as a backup goalie in that situation, but if you have two really two good goalies you, that you can switch off in the playoffs, it worked for Pittsburgh, yeah, as we just discussed. So if he if he's okay not being on a contending team, yeah, then there's options. Yes, there's Arizona, there's Anaheim, yeah. where Gibson's getting older. Yeah, um, San Jose will probably need someone at some point. San Jose needs I mean, everyone. Blackwood's been good, but who knows how long that lasts? Yeah. Chicago needs someone. Mm-hmm. So if he's not, if he's okay not being on a contender, yeah, there's then options. of course, yeah, there's plenty of options. If he wants to go to a contender, then you know I'm just pulling up the standings here. Like, there's not really a starting job. There's plenty yeah. of backups. Like Colorado could probably use a backup upgrade. Yeah. Um, Honestly, Georgiev has been streaking himself. Um, there's times where he's lights out in in Colorado, and there's other times where he allows six goals. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's what I'm um, saying a backup upgrade. Yeah, they need a backup. But if that's a is that a backup or is that more of a one A one B type of situation? I'd assume it's a backup. Like okay. he's been good enough that come playoffs, they're starting him. Right? Okay, got it. Yeah, let's see. I mean, if he really doesn't want to do a, a backup goaltending, it's going to be <laughs> difficult to play yeah. in the playoffs this year. Maybe Carolina. I didn't think of yeah. Carolina with, with their Auntie Ranta and Freddie Anderson still, still out. Still out. Yeah, you're right. Carolina's an option. Yeah, but then again, that would require trading within the division. Yes. I don't think the Blue Jackets are going to make the playoffs anytime soon, though. Yeah. So, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. I, I think he has options. It's just, do you want to compete for the cup this year or later? Yeah. That's really what it boils down to. So, we'll see. Yeah. I will keep an eye on it. And, uh, you know, trade deadline's coming up. So, yeah, it is. expect some players on the move. Yep. Got anything else for this episode? No, I think we, uh, we talked a lot. There was honestly so much to catch up on, but. You know, we'll get there and it's only going to heat up, as you said, trade deadline. Yep, yep. Bit of a long one today, but hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, This has been Glass Seats. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google. We are also on YouTube and Instagram. The handle for those two platforms is at Spud Network Podcast, where you can check out this show and you can check out all of our other shows. We'll see you next week. Bye.